Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. My sense for a while now has been that if you left this up to Sam Kennedy and Tom Werner, the Red Sox would have done more this winter. John Henry, however, is the principal owner of this team for a reason. To me, this is all coming down on him. And we talk about reconsidering things. Heimblum's uh, tenure here obviously wasn't great, and I can understand why they let him go. However, when Craig Breslow comes in and the exact same thing happens, you have to say, maybe it's not about the guy in that chair, but the guy who sits above him. That's John Henry. I think this is all 100% on the owner of the Red Sox. And until he changes his mind about what he wants this team to look like it's just going to be more of this and I Trini, I don't know how many years this could be I'm I'm not kidding with you it's certainly going to be this year I don't know when it's going to look better I'm happy it feels like most people get this now it's John Henry and and Tomasi by the way the last couple of days and I feel like this started weeks ago but Tomasi the last couple of days has even gone so far as to say the inclination I get is that people around Henry want him to spend. Like, in other words, if it were up to Warner, he'd spend. Now, what does that mean, and how far should we take that? I don't know. But I, I'm with, I'm with Tamazi on this. I bet, I bet Warner would spend more than Kennedy, and he's okay spending more. He might not go into the luxury tax. The Red Sox are nowhere near the luxury tax right now. But he might spend right up to the luxury tax as opposed to being way beneath it like John Henry is. But neither here nor there. The Red Sox problem is ownership. It was not high and bloom. It's not Craig Breslow. The problem is ownership. And until ownership decides to do something different, this will continue. And what occurred to me earlier today, we're going to play you some Raphael Devers comments coming up. What occurred to me earlier today is how ugly it could get in the clubhouse this year. It's ugly with the fan base. Fans are so pissed that they're indifferent, if that makes sense, right? Like, they're so mad. They're like, I'm not even going to invest in this team. They're not worth my time, which is a dangerous, dangerous place to be. Yeah, we need to check on Matt from Walpole. <laughs> right. Where's uh, Right. Proof of life, Matt and Walpole. Like, you know, what? what's going on with your Red Sox fandom? And so they're so upset they're indifferent, if that even makes sense. And so I think we know how ugly it is with fans and in the media, we complain about it daily. But like what occurred to me today is what Alex Cora is saying about we need to get back to who we are, which is a shot at ownership. You know, there's a North Star over there, how the Rays do it. And you can look at how the Astros did it. 
Let's look at how we did it. Let's look at how we won championships. Core was here as a player. Um, Core has been here as a manager. How did we win? We spent. We bought up everything under the sun. We invested in the baseball operation, and that's how we won. So that's what Cora said. We played you some of Kenley Jansen yesterday. We're going to play you Devers coming up. The players are, you know, they, they are no longer inhibited. They're, they're ready to talk and, and call out ownership. And so what occurred to me today, Mego, is how ugly it can get in the clubhouse from the players and the manager this year. Because they're, they're not happy. <laughs> how stark was the contrast? that Rob Bradford just about a half hour ago was describing to us when we look back on the offseason last year, which a lot of us were bitching about last year. No, no, no. Make it clear. Last year's offseason sucked, but it was it was way better than this to his point. Yeah. Like, and so I, I think about where they were at last year, and when you hear Kenley Jansen talking to Rob Bradford, and Rob said, like, hey, you're not crazy to make the assumption that he was sold on a different vision than whatever the vision of ownership is right now. Look, I don't think that Raphael Devers will hear from him momentarily, and he sounds disgruntled, and he sounds like he's like, what's going on here? (laughs) What did I sign up for? I don't think he would have turned down that money that they gave him uh, last December. But at the same time, it does make me think, was he he also communicated a different vision? You know, was it also like, hey, this is the start of the of the next era. It's a great point. You you're the bridge, not in the bridge as in like a bridgey team, but you were the last era and now we're starting a next era and we're starting with paying you, Rafi, because we believe in you and we're gonna build around you. Because look, he's gonna sign the contract whether or not you put that in front of him with that message because of the money in the contract, but it's still a crummy thing to do and would explain part of the reason that he sounds just as disgruntled as you're about to hear as Kenley Jansen does. Right, so Kenley Jansen effectively, we played this yesterday, said he was lied to. He said, they told me I was going to come in, we were going to be competitive in year one, maybe kind of, sort of true, you know, 78 and 84 or whatever they were. If that's competitive, then that's your definition of it. And in year two, we were really going to ratchet it up. So it's a great point. Was Devers also lied to? I'm with you. He'd take the money either way. But did they sell him on something? And now he shows up to spring training, and he's like, what the hell? So what you're going to hear are are the questions to Rafael Devers. You're going to hear him speaking in Spanish underneath the English version from his translator. Okay, And that's just to condense it so that we don't have to hear the question and then Devers' answer in Spanish and then the translator. I think this is easier to follow. So here is Rafael Devers earlier today when asked about the direction of the organization. Heading into the winter, ownership was saying, you guys are going to make big additions, stars. They said they want to put stars around you. Are you disappointed that they didn't happen? That didn't happen? I know what we needed last year. I know what we needed this year. A lot of teams need a lot of players, a lot of additions. Uh, I can't control what I what they do. I just can't control what I do. Just to go out there every every each day to give my hundred percent and try to be my the best version of myself and trying to help my team win. But they need to make an adjustment to help us players to to be in a better position to win. Everybody in this organization wants to win, and we as a player want to win. And I think they need to make an, uh, an adjustment to help us win. I'm not saying that the team is not is not okay right now, but they need to be conscious of what what are the weakness and what we need right now. No, I just I Everybody knows what we need. You know what we need, and they know what we need. It's just some things that I can't say, like out loud. But 
everybody that knows the organization and knows the game know what we need. Did you express that to them yesterday? Tom, Tano entramos a una conversación y le 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 toqué el tema, pero no le toqué el tema, sí. Yeah, I've been I talked to them. Yeah. Okay. So the reason I think it was it was smart to play it that way, and this was Ryan's decision to play it that way, and I agree with it. You can hear that while he was answering questions, he wasn't quite done. You know, he was like, hang on. Like, it sounded like the translator was done, and he's like, no, I actually have more to add. So part of what he added in the first portion of the answer, they, ownership, need to make an adjustment, and they need to be conscious of what we need. And I think Cotillo followed up and was like, well, what do you need? And he gave you one of his little grunt noises. <laughs> yeah. Which does express something as well. That, I mean, like, That is him going, okay, how honest do I want to be right now? Right. And so it play, is only February. Play it or again. Or it's a joke because everyone knows. Play it again. What do you need? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, laughing. Uh, you think he's laughing at that? I think he's like, come on, it's obvious. Okay. Well, that's what he said. He said, everybody knows what we need. And he expressed at the front office, uh, or he has expressed rather, to the front office that they need more. Yeah, I've expressed that, he said. So that, I mean, between he and Kenley Jansen and maybe more players in the coming days, they're they're not holding back. And Devers is the opposite of Jansen. Jansen's one foot out the door. He might get traded at any second. Cora's the same way. I mean, Cora's shooting off, probably because he wants to get fired. He's like, whatever, go ahead and fire me. I don't care. I don't want to be here anyway. And Devers, the op- Devers has all the security in the world. And so they're no longer afraid. Probably because they know ownership doesn't care. Yeah. I mean, Arkan, you said this before. Like, what are they going to do? They're going to trade him? Yeah. Right. Oh, no. Wouldn't that be awful? Right. Even That's like, what even, I want. You know, Tristan Cass, he's a young player. And he's openly talking about how embarrassingly low their offer was and how he laughed about it. Ah, it's not for me. I'm going to be playing this game a long time. I'm not going to take this crappy offer. Like, that's not the way young guys, you know, finishing out their arbitration years generally talk about a contract offer that they get from their team. No one's happy. And no one really cares if they get punished for it. No one cares if they get traded. No one cares if they get moved on. Maybe, like, you know, the Sedan Rafaelas of the world and those guys who are trying to fight for a spot on the team. But other than that, everybody's established. As we said, the whole roster's established. They all know what their what their spot's going to be, and they're all pissed off. They're all pissed. And I think they're <laughs> extra pissed because it's it's one thing to be like, all right, well, what's the team kind of look? Let's get down to Fort Myers and see what it looks like. And now they see it, and they're like, holy crap. <laughs> this is it? That No, that wasn't his reaction. That's that's far too pleased. Uh, and so they get down there, and they're like, Jesus, this is what we have. Do you think I look better with makeup? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Our buddy John <laughs> is in the car. Go ahead, John. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, as the noted Red Sox dork of this uh, this show, uh, Rafi, that's like Rafi sounds like he's talking to Will. And I, I listen to a lot of games, and I hear him talk to Will. That's like Rafi pretty open. Like that's the most open you could ever hear Rafi. So this that's pretty is not telling. great. I'm glad you uh, you picked up on that. Uh, but you know what? I used to call Sam Kennedy uh, Kevin Bacon from Animal House. It, it's even worse. He. Charlie in in the uh, the hap that we're not not happy Gilmore whatever that movie is Adam Stanley was a little kid and he's the bus driver me and Veronica Vaughn got it oh, on Billy Madison no, yeah didn't. yeah Billy Madison oh yeah we had a, we're we're gonna be full throttle no no you're not uh we, well we're gonna do this uh no no no, no, no. like the the Pedroia thing is another chapter in the hilarity well we we called Pedroia and uh, we got this no you know you know why he wanted to portray it is he called Pedroia. Because he saw Pedroia in the news the other day, had worked with some random 
uh, second baseman. And they're like, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe we should call Pedroia, and we'll see if he'll come work down here. And he's like, nah, you know what? Maybe you should spend some money, and I'll come down there and finally work with you guys. Okay, so it's uh, it's Billy Madison-esque. I didn't realize that Pedroia had been in the news. I'll, I'll, I'll trust John in the car on that. I didn't realize he'd been in the news. Maybe that's what prompted them to call. But basically, they called him out of the blue, and he's like, screw you guys. Go, and, spend, yeah, go spend some money. And by the way, do something with that team. <laughs> right. How dare you call me with the money that you're not spending? That's yeah. some nice steaks you have in front of me. I are FaceTiming me. I can see. Oh, it's a nice bottle of wine. Why don't you spend it on the rotation? Right. That would be ideal. Like, I see you guys treating yourself to a lavish dinner. Uh, <laughs> spend some of that on the roster. Uh, so, again, we're still getting texts. At three, I read in the Globe. This is what Sam Kennedy said this. It was Peter I'm Abraham wrote Dustin Pedroia reportedly reached out to Red Sox management yep. from Boston.com. Yeah, that's wrong. According to Brad Foe, who I trust, that's wrong. Pedro, Pedro, who hung up first? They, they, they <laughs> called him. It wasn't like Pedroia like, called in and said, hey, guys, hey, what's up? I, I want to tell you what's what. They had called Pedroia. Okay. And then he's like, yeah, screw you guys. Uh, me and Veronica Vaughn got it on. Yeah, no, you didn't. Somebody, one of my buddies did. No. No, no he didn't. Nah. Yeah, you can imagine if they did. What seems more likely that Dustin Pedroia on some random evening, instead of being with his kids and his wife, would FaceTime Sam Kennedy at dinner? <laughs> or that Sam Kennedy, who is notorious lately for saying all the wrong things, once again, said the wrong thing? Yep. 617. Do you believe Sam Kennedy or no. Dustin Pedroia? Well, if he called him to yell at him. You know what I mean? Like that, that doesn't make them look good either. It's no, not look, like I, they look lame no matter what. Look, like no matter what, Pedroia is yelling at them. But okay, <laughs> but but the point, I think it yeah. looks bad no matter no matter who called who. I think yeah. those comments look bad. But Kennedy was trying to make it look cool, right? Like, hey, hey, look who called us out of the blue. Hey, you don't care about the Red Sox idiot. anymore, but Pedroia still does. Yeah, Pedro, I mean, Pedroia cares so much and pays so close attention. He calls us, <laughs> and it's like either way, they look bad. The message was, "You're cheap, spend money." But he was trying to make it look cool. And it, wa- it turns out that was a lie. Oh, hey, freaking yes, electric. It turns out that, that was a lie, uh, to choose a word. 617-779-7937. Uh, what do we have coming up in Meg's planning there, Mega? Okay, what we have coming up is, I don't know if you guys know this. Parameters. I said I want to do this, but I'm going to do it a little bit. I'm, I'm struggling with something with wedding planning. Oh, good. I know. Nice. And so I turned to some experts. Arkan, we get to help out on the wedding. And there's just, there's a lot of really awful wedding songs out there. There's a lot of really awful first dance songs. Nice. And I want to run through some options with you guys. Great. Done. That's right after trending with Arkan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shop. Shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Jones and Mako on WEEI. How do you think Bill felt about the project? Hated it. What's going to be really striking for people is watching the first two episodes and seeing just how different Bill is in 2000 and 2001 than he is in 2024. The 2000 Bill and the way he operated and the way he communicated and the way he went in depth and the way he explained things, that's something you're going to be nostalgic about. It's important to note that Belichick went in for those interviews in June or July. That was prior to the Patriots going 4-13. and 13. That was them at a time when they hoped that the season would work out and Bill would be here infinitely. And Bill was already already in a position where he just wasn't playing in this, uh, and you'll see it at length in this documentary. The number of times he says, I'm not commenting on that, or I've already talked about that, or just gives a blank three-word answer, and then the camera doesn't blink and just sticks on him as he adjusts his jaw. I don't think Bill liked it. I don't think Bill's going to love it, but it is not slanted, because when you have Matthew Slater or Devin McCourty giving a very unvarnished opinion that is unflattering to Bill on the way he created an atmosphere in the latter portions of the, the dynasty. You can't really argue. This is not slanted. This is how they saw it, how they felt it. Tom Kerman, we talked to him on Thursday of last week. He joins us every Thursday here on Jones and Mega with Arkin. Hated it. W-E-E-I. Bill, not a fan of the dynasty. If you're watching on Twitch, you can see Mego working on her. Uh, I'm practicing. Dance Give it to moves. my baby. Give it to my baby. Is that the dance song? No. Or the first dance? I mean, this. this that would it? be aggressive. Do first people? Dance is Rick James. <laughs> yeah. Setting your wedding off on a on a course, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but like that's not a bad. Is that a bad course? It's better than nobody, most one. Nobody does a song like this as their first dance. Better than that's better than most first dance songs. Oh yeah, look, we'll. Let's not jump ahead of the segment. Well, it's, uh, it's a preview of what's like, coming can up. Can I ask our yeah. something really quick? Sure. Um, we were just talking about this during the break. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get the February vacation thing. They don't have February break in Maryland. Arkin, no, is what she's claiming. I oh. didn't. I never knew about it until I moved up here. That other parts of the country take a week off in February. So is that a New England thing? Because I'm unaware if that that's just a New England thing. We get we get February and I, April I, vacation. I assumed it was everywhere, but I, I don't know. Never, I don't know either. Never not once at any like elementary school, middle school, high school, and I went public school all the way through. Never had a February vacation. Huh. Interesting. So I just it's, I asked one of my friends when I first moved here. I was like, "What is this February break everyone's talking about?" And they said it's so the rich families can go skiing. Ah. And I said, "Oh, interesting." But so. So where do we end up paying for it? You think you went to school a lot so later than we, we did? So that's what we were trying to figure out. Yeah. I think I went back to school. I definitely went back to school in fall later than you guys do up here. Like before. So up is that... here, people go back to school in like the middle of August. Okay, but that's now. I'm not sure that's what it was when we When were... I was growing up, we went back to school the day after Labor Day. Yeah, I feel like that kind of, when I was young, maybe by high school, the days had bumped up. But I feel like when I was a kid, we went before, uh, right after Labor Day. Yeah, we always had Labor Day vacation huh. still. Well, it's pretty awesome. I don't know what you, I don't really get what you're complaining about over there. February break is great. I just think kid. it's weird. Why? Because I, I don't understand how we can like in some parts of the country, we get to have this one week off and I never got to have it. I feel deprived. Yeah, so you're jealous. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. I'm totally jealous. Yeah, no, right. February oh, yeah. break is great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Totally yeah. jealous. I mean, it's awesome as a student. The worst stretch of the school year, Arkan, was between February break and, and April. Yeah. You're like, where are my days off? 
I got to go every day. I have to go every day from now until April break. Mm-hmm. What the hell is this? Yeah, winters are depressing around here, so we break them up as much as we can. Yeah, I think, I think that probably has something to do with That's it. That's what it is. Probably. I don't know. I just I didn't know if there was like some straight up explanation for it that I was missing. Uh, well, Bill is on eternal winter break right now. Uh, the tenth episode of the Dynasty is going to debut on March fifteenth, and Volan wrote about it. He says it's essentially dedicated to blaming Bill Belichick for driving Tom Brady out of Foxborough. And let me just tell you, as I jump in here on Volan, I blame Bill more than I blame Robert. More. But that doesn't mean Robert gets no blame. Leading the charge is Robert Kraft, who portrays himself as Brady's white knight. Quote, Tom and I had a number of discussions about how Bill treated him, said Kraft, who is shown to have a bust of Brady's head on his office desk, which that's just weird. Like also, did Brady have to like pose for that? I, you know, like did he have to get right, a was plaster, commissioned? like plaster on his face, like yeah. he used to do in art class? He has to sit there like Rose and Titanic. He, yeah. he breathes through a little straw. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly. How long is this going to take? <laughs> Biggest right. busts. This is weird, Robert. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. I said, sit there, Brady. <laughs> uh, basically, it's a silent relationship. It was just totally dysfunctional. The team owner portrays himself as an innocent bystander to the Brady-Belichick feud. When a producer asked Kraft if Brady would still be a Patriot if Belichick had left the team, Kraft responded, yeah, I feel pretty strongly about that. Huh. Team president Jonathan Kraft adds that Brady going to the Buccaneers wasn't what I personally wanted. I know it wasn't what my dad wanted, but it really had run its course. So Jonathan and Robert putting it on Bill. What I, what I blame Robert for is he chose Bill over Brady. And then he turns around and he's like, well, yeah, Brady was pissed at Bill. And it's like, you you chose Bill. You could have fired Bill. You could have moved you could have moved on from Bill and paid Brady whatever you wanted. And you didn't do that. So I part bet- of it was that Super Bowl, too, right? They won the Super Bowl because of defense. Well, then we got to keep Bill around. We got to do what Bill wants. So, you no. know, it wasn't because so, of Brady. So, that's that's how it's being portrayed. Though. Well, oh, oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. But what I what I think the real story is, and I, I have no idea if this is addressed or not. I've only seen the first two episodes. I'm a man of the people, Arkan. I'm not going to watch ahead. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, uh, well to do enough where I get screener yeah, copies. No one's, no one's giving you the screener. Like funny. the entire morning show, or like Mego's seen some advanced copy, right? Not the whole thing, but you've seen some advanced copy. Not this episode. Not this episode. I'm a man of the people. I'm going to watch with the people. Okay. When it drops on Apple Plus, I'm going to watch. The people are like, not one I, of us. I am one of you. <laughs> Take him back. I, I, one of us. One <laughs> of us. And so, what I think really happened is. Kraft had his back on, had Brady's back rather on Garoppolo. And so this is a make good to Bill because he was trying to play both sides because he was trying to be loyal to both because he wants everybody to like him and he was trying to keep it together. And so when he had Brady's back on Garoppolo, Bill's like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? I want, I want to move off of Brady. And Robert said, no, but I owe you one. Like, I bet it was something like that. And that's why he ended up backing Bill on the other one. And Brady said, well, F it, I'm out. I mean, that's what I think happened. I think so to some extent. It's just, I'll say this for Kraft. Like, he's consistent that he doesn't want to be seen as a meddler. He's like, you know, I didn't even meddle when it came to keeping Brady here again. The way that I, well, I guess he talks about in other areas how he took a plane out to talk to Brady about re-signing a contract. But I I don't know. I, I just can't. I can't get people who accept that thinking that Kraft is not the boss here. Kraft is the boss. Right. He's the owner. Like, he's the one who ultimately pays all these guys. And so he's the one who can pick a side. 
Now, he acts like he didn't pick a side, and he lets the football people do the football work, and that's how he frames it with Belichick. But at the end of the day, like, that doesn't totally absolve you from the situation. Yeah, it's just incredible. Like, when the Red Sox lose players, who do we blame? The owner. Henry. And so it's like, you know, like, what, the owner gets no responsibility for Brady leaving? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And it just sort of goes to show that he's embarrassed. Like, this made them all look bad. He looks bad. The Patriots look bad. They're restarting right now. It all sort of went to hell after after Brady left, and Brady went on and won. And he's embarrassed. And so what is he doing to sort of deal with that embarrassment? He's saying, well, you know, it was all Bill, really, and he's the one who made the decision. And, you know, yeah, well, you, you listened to him. You uh, weighed the options. You looked at Tom Brady, you looked at Bill Belichick, and you said, I'm going with him. Yeah. And that was that. And that was your call, not Bill's. That was yours. And again, this is like, this is a uh, a resume for the Hall of Fame. Like, that. that's what this is for Kraft. Now, I enjoyed the first two episodes. I'm not even criticizing the first two episodes. I haven't seen this 10th episode. By the time we hit episode 10, I might be pissed and annoyed. But I really like the first two. But I do think this is what Robert is trying to do. He's trying to justify what happened and what has happened since Brady left. And he's stabbing Bill in the back while he's doing it. Here's a little more from Volan. A scene in the final episode perfectly illustrates Kraft's intent to pin everything on Bill. The producer asked Brady what was discussed when Brady and his ex-wife, Giselle Bunchen visited Kraft's home in spring of 2018. Brady said, there are some things I'd like to keep to myself. Volan writes the show, then cuts to Kraft, who immediately blabs about everything. I heard Giselle say, that effing Belichick, he doesn't treat my Tommy like a man, Kraft said. And I realized how bad the situation was, and I said, Tommy, if you want to go, I'll work something out so you can go. So there's that. Uh, we'll uh, continue to give you our thoughts on the Dynasty as we see the episodes. Again, I'm just I'm just a man of the people. I'm just like you out there. I'm going to watch the episodes when they drop later on this week and react next Monday because I'm off on Friday. In the meantime, here's Meg explaining with Megan Annalini. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg. It's time for... Now I let you know! Meg explaining. Meg explaining. Jones, I doubt that you were aware of this because you're not on Instagram, but during last week when there was the... Valentine's Day holiday, there was one of these little trends going around on Instagram where people were sharing their first dance song. And let me tell you, I was judging hardcore. I was like, these are some really bad songs. These people, it's like an adorable picture of, you know, the couple on the dance floor dancing in the first dance. And I'm like, oh, who chose that? And then I'm trying to figure out which part of the couple chose the song and the other person just went along with it. You can really narrow down uh, uh, pretty easily at least uh, two of the options on who chose the song. But okay, got it. You're trying to parse out between. And I like your first dance song. Yeah, well, so we uh, we we did all my life, Casey and JoJo. It was mostly started as a joke, and then we're like, well, we actually like the song, and it was it was I would I would say it was somewhat mem- memorable song because it was kind of goofy uh, compared to like most first dance songs. Yeah, I'm partial to it though, Not so like I, I don't know. What super to earnest. Yeah, Arkan, do you want to share yours? Well, we were not allowed to have a dance floor at my wedding because it was right in the middle of COVID, so no dance floors. But Cindy did pick one. It was um, yeah, because you need a song. You need was, to be like uh, this is. A- this is our song. Uh, it was I'm So Into You by Tamiya. The one, remember, Fabulous did like a cover of it later on? or he, No. He came no. on with it too? No, it's Deep Cut. Yeah, to me, it was it was a big song this when is, it was out. But this yeah. is why they're meant for each other. But we never got to even do it. We never even got to have one. So. Well, that's but if too it, bad. But if it comes on the radio or like, you know, I don't know how much that one's on the radio. Spotify, if that like plays, you're like, that's our song. Kind of. Right? Not really. I mean, no, because we never got to dance to it. 
Does Cindy say that though? Is she like that's I don't our think song? So. I don't it's like think a test. It was like, well, it like come on a Spotify oh playlist. We're gonna play it at my wedding reception. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You'll let Arkan. It'll have be a, a test. You'll let Arkan have his first dance yeah. at your wedding. We'll sacrifice ours. I nice. voted for everybody was kung fu fighting, but I got voted there. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the Rick James song. Yeah. <laughs> Can I read to you because I'll get to the struggle that we're having right now. Okay. Um, but I looked up. There's a survey from the Knot, which is a wedding website, like a planning website that people use. Yeah. And they did a survey of 12,000 couples to find the most popular first dance songs from 2023. Some of these, I don't even know the song. Okay. Let's but I'll them. just, I'll give you 10 to one. Okay. okay. So 10 is Beyond by Leon Bridges, who I really like. I saw him in concert once, but I don't know that song. I don't know that uh, song. You'll know this one, All of Me by John Legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. That That's song a, blows. That song sucks. I hate yeah, that, that song's really bad. But that makes sense. That like that that fits the bill as a wedding song. That's like yeah. a CVS song playing in CVS. Ugh, this song, like I. So if you put this, this up on your Instagram, music. I judge you. Yeah, just um, Chrissy Teigen stinks. That's that's why. <laughs> that's why I don't like this. I don't know this one. I get to love you by Ruel. Don't know that. Don't know that. Better together by Luke Combs. Yeah. Ooh, I, I like, like I've heard that one. Before. I like no, Better no, no, Together no. by Jack I, Johnson. I thought it was going to be the Jack I like, Johnson one. I like that I was song. Like, wow. yeah, right, yeah. I remember that was my friend's song with her boyfriend in high school. Yeah, that good, song has staying power. What is this? This is This is Luke Combs? I already don't like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> no problem. What's next? Okay, this is a classic. 6 is At Last by Etta James. That's sure. like the pretty cliched one. Yeah, it's pretty cliched, yeah. but it's, it's you know, song. it's classic for a reason. Yeah. Um, five, you'll like this, Lover by Taylor Swift. Oh, great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, great song, pretty decent music video. I don't know how I'd feel about it as a wedding My cousin's song. first dance like... was a Taylor Swift song, but it was Enchanted. Yep. I don't know, know that one. Sure, yeah. that's young Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. one is Lover by the Spice Girls. But if you, I gotta be your lover, you I gotta get with your friends? Mouth, All right. Called... Let's go. I'm, who's first? What's the real name of that song? Wannabe. 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 Yeah. Okay. Four, Growing Old With You by Restless Road. I've never even heard of this song. Yeah, I don't know that one. Is that another? That's. Is this a country one? It's an auto tune country song. Ew. Man, there's a lot of people who are doing country. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I feel like country is disproportionate, especially in the wedding genre. Well, we've I feel got like it's, some more. It's, it's disproportionately represented. Yeah, we've got going. some more. Three is Joy of My Life by Chris Stapleton. I actually like Chris Stapleton. I don't know the song. Okay. So then two, here's another classic. I just never know when Ryan has the option for us yeah. or not. I never know what I'm waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> two is Can't Help Falling in Love with You by Elvis. Yeah. Okay. I All thought right. that song was called Fool's Rush In. Is it? There's a movie that uses that song a lot. It's mm. not a very good Wait, movie. You said it's Elvis? Yeah. Okay. I, I got that one. What's going no, on? it's called. <laughs> 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 All right. First dance of the wedding. Yeah. You make me look and then it's just me and Killington. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joke's on you, Mr. Who. <laughs> me despite and Killington all, are Despite married. all that pumping iron you've been doing that turns our can on, she's dancing with her dog. <laughs> okay, here's number one. Perfect by Ed Sheeran. <laughs> that is Wait a minute. So no, this lame. this song, I like this song. You don't like this song? <laughs> Do you have it, Ryan? Yeah, this song, I like this song. I found a love oh, yeah. This is so who, lame. Who, who else is in this, Beyonce? Beyonce is in this? Beyonce wouldn't be in this. Doesn't somebody else have, there's a chick who has a verse in this. Isn't it Beyonce? Who has a verse in this? I didn't know that there's like an alternate version with a verse. I think the only well, time on the I've yeah, heard this know. song is in CVS or at people's weddings. 
This is shoe store music. This is Ed Sheeran Beyonce. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Bad song. The second version of the single was the perfect duet with Beyonce. Oh, I see. Yeah. I like well, another I like, duet with Andrea Bocelli was released. Well, I prefer I prefer the, the the version with Beyonce in it. But this, you don't like this song? That's a good song. I've never heard no. This song. You've never heard this song? I've never Ugh. heard this song. This song's awful. Slow. <laughs> you don't even know the words. Okay. I can pretend I know all so the words. So can I get to the issues that we're having? I guess I don't hate it, but I'm not, I don't know. I mean, and this that's, might be that's, like a sa- that's a sappy wedding song? That's a good song. Well, your wedding song can be sappy. It can be. I just think that song sucks. Yeah. So the issues that we're having, okay, one of the songs that we wanted to choose is by an artist who got Me Too'd. So now I feel like we can't have a Me Too person. Which who artist? is it? Yeah, which artist? Ryan Adams. Ryan, Ryan Adams, Adams got me too. I didn't even know that. He got like I think most people no, are going to know. I me too. I think well, most now people are going to know because I told everyone on the radio. Okay. Well, now we know you're aware of it. That's your mistake. Are you but googling I think, it right now? I think now? most yes. people. It's not a good story. <laughs> I think most him. people would have would have no clue. But I think you just ruined okay. that. Okay. So then there was another song that we liked, but the person, the guy who wrote the song, like you, he was very upfront about who he wrote the song about, and now they're getting divorced. And I'm like, well, that kind of like taints the song for me. It makes me sad. What's that song? That song is Cover Me Up by Jason Isbell. So this that's country, right? Um, Isbell? He's more like, yeah, I, I always say Isbell. I don't know. Is, is it that Isbell? how you say it? I think probably. I, look, I've only read it. I don't know how um, to say it. He's like kind of country, but he's more so he's kind of divorced. like folk Americana. Yeah, that's public info. I think I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, Amanda, <laughs> he's not like a Amanda per- Shires. He's not like a personal friend of mine. Okay. Um, that's why I never then, write a song about a girl. I tried to, I tried to come up with, I was like, oh, what about, because Mr. Who likes classic rock too. And I was like, what about Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton? And he was like, that song makes me think of prom. What about Wang Chung tonight? Hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Fun there you go. Tonight. Yeah. Everybody. So these are like songs that we really, that are, that I would say are like more like our songs. Yeah. And, but none of them fit. So Arkan, the real story here, we've, we've buried the lead. The real story is. A real hot button topic with Mr. Who right now is mm-hmm. this? Uh, the, it's it's a battle. It's a battle. This yeah. is where I think he's gonna like pick his spot, and this we're gonna end up doing some song I don't like. Let me tell you, things got ugly with seating at the Jones wedding. Things really? uh, that way. I don't know. Are you that far yet? If you don't have a sit down dinner, nobody cares. Things got things got ugly with the seating. Uh, the the negotiations on who's sitting where. We really didn't have that much problem with who's attending the wedding, but who's like. Who's sitting next to, because you start getting to these like loose ends where you're like, well, these people don't know each other and these people should be sitting over here. That's a big thing. I was, I was, that got ugly. I don't remember having much of a battle over uh, much, but that, that was one that got ugly. So this could be, this could be the friction point. Yeah, certainly could be. Uh, Band or DJ? Um, DJ. Mm. Nice. So See, Arkan's, say, Arkan's judging that DJ. I I, I don't need bands. A, just really expensive. I, I love. I would have liked either one. Honestly, I, I got to be honest. Summer, <laughs> either one of those would have been great. Some, all right, Arkan, <laughs> that's true. I some some are not good though. Like you can get a good band, but you can also get a real. There. I mean, you look. Maybe we'll hire the band that was at your birthday yeah, party because that band was wouldn't awesome. Hi, wouldn't hire that one. They're they're quite loud. Wouldn't hire that one. Uh, so yeah. Can I say also the knot has a list of the worst songs that you can choose for yeah, your wedding? Yeah, I have a yeah. guess. And one of them. Is, Good one. Honestly, if this was somebody's first dance, tremendous. Best wedding. That would be funny. Great wedding. All right, one of the worst ones. Every Breath You Take by the Police. Yeah. This is like about stalking someone. Is that what it's about? Sure. See, I don't, I don't pretend <laughs> to know these things. Every take, every move you make, I'll be watching. I mean, yeah, I never really thought about yeah. it all that deeply. I just kind of like the song, but okay, sure, keep going. 
There's a bunch of these. Um, Ho Hey by the Lumineers. I that, hate that stomp song. and holler. That song. Oh. I, I've definitely been to weddings where that's a wedding song. I like that song. Wait, that was the first Ooh. dance. Yeah, well, right. Was it just in the? Was How it just a wedding song, that? or was She's it the first thing? She just do you like, store music. <laughs> you just turn and clap at each other. Yes, it's a, it's like a, a medieval dance. Yes, it's a it's a <laughs> choreographed dance. That's the theme of the this wedding. This is absolutely wedding. played at a wedding I've been to. Absolutely, I can picture it. Was it the first dance? Oh, I'm not this is sure. so like 2012. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm an old man, so yeah, people, people uh, humble brag. People I know were getting married in 2012. There's a lot of bad songs out there, huh? Yeah. This is a more than words by Extreme. That was actually our prom song. <laughs> nice. So you know it's kind of stolen. What if Mr. Who suggests what one of those get songs? Get the funk out by Extreme. That's a good one. What if he suggests like that song? What if you guys He'll haven't gotten never that? Never suggest that. But what if he did? Oh, this is a good one though, man. So we had like this. There was this really dorky like pop cover that came out of this came out of this song the year that I graduated high school but we just went with the original version but it was back in the zeitgeist what do you mean it was your prom song we had a prom song it was like our theme you have a song at prom yeah you do? I, didn't have I don't think we had that either. Oh, yeah, but yeah. we had February vacation. Yeah, right. Instead of February vacation, we got a prom song. Yeah, this the, was our prom song. I mean, look, maybe so they we just played it like once or yeah, they yeah. played it over and over. And the theme of prom, prom was done? it was like prom more than words. Oh. Yeah, cool. it was the cool. end of prom. I mean, our prom had a theme. I don't recall what it was. <laughs> maybe there was a song. This is news to me. Yeah, you probably had that Green Day song. Good song. Why don't just go with this? You yeah. like it? Just go with it. Uh, Mr. Who will not go with this. Ah, friction. And he's going to be in his Yager jersey, which is going to be dangerous yeah. with our can around. Well, yeah, I'm going to stand true. up and object. <laughs> he is too handsome. Walk away, you stud yeah. muffin. <laughs> well, it's Mr. He's got all that roid rage now for being, being so buff. Uh, so there you go. That's Meg's planning. Throws me on the dance floor. <laughs> Each and every day at this time here on Jones and Mego. Uh, you can jump in. 617-779-7937. It's Keith tonight, yeah? Uh, Keith will be joining Fairly you at 6 o'clock. Probably with heart. Uh, dial him up there. We have Bet Roulette. Picture tonight next. Then you discussion all topics we've covered here in the first hour Longer and a half plus yes yeah, so. what is the single seat like that? Well, uh, women lowering their standards uh, all these <laughs> things that we've discussed jones and mego on weei i just have a lot of ptsd over past guys that look similar maybe struggled their last year in college uh for for reasons that we didn't realize at the time like justin herbert he was knocked a lot coming out of oregon i didn't even love him coming out but I made a mistake evaluating him in that system and not putting him in another system. You know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, there was a lot of criticism of him his final year at Texas Tech and about, you know, his techniques and, and, and th that he struggled with his mechanics. And there are other quarterbacks. Josh like Allen. Josh, Josh Allen's a great Allen, example. Absolutely. Wyoming, people thought he might not be able to yeah. put it together. And so, I mean, they are going to have to do a deep dive. But, man. The package that Drake May has, I mean, he reminds me a lot of Justin Herbert. Now, they're going to have to dial in and see, you know, what's exactly there under the hood and, you know, considering pressure. Um, but, man, it's, it's a lot of talent there to pass on. The package he's working with. We are approximately 12 years old. Oh, my gosh. You get a package on that guy? Oh, well, if it, you remi have, it reminds you of someone, huh? If, if you haven't, get under the hood. 
Pop the hood, check the package. Mm. It's Greg Bedard. The cameo from Rafi Devers there. On NBC Sports Boston last night, him and Phil were arguing about Drake May. Drake May, by the way, is still going two in Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock, which I think tends to reflect what's going to happen. He had the Patriots taking Marvin Harrison Jr. three. He had Jaden Daniels falling to six. And he had J.J. McCarthy at eight. But I, just, I agree with so much of what Bedard said there. The package that Drake May has. Get under the hood. I agree with all that. But the idea that, like, oh, this guy was turnover prone in college. Well, then you wouldn't have gone after Patrick Mahomes, who doesn't turn it over now, but in college, turnover machine, his final year at Texas Tech. Josh Allen and Jordan Love are the versions that I've, or examples that I've given in the past with Drake May, where, to me, they lost a lot around them, and then for their final year of college, they went back and didn't look as good, but they had to figure stuff out on their own because they weren't just surrounded by a crap ton of talent. And they all bring up uh, Herbert on top of that as well. And so, look, you're going to miss out on all these prospects because they're a little turnover prone. Like, can they make plays? Do they have the arm? Do they have the athleticism? If they have the arm and the athleticism, I'm willing to roll the dice. That's me. If the turnovers scare you away, they scare you away. But I'm with Bedard. You would have been scared away from Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and who's the other one he listed in? Oh, I added Jordan Love. Like, you'd be, you'd be afraid of some of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. You know I'm on the same page with that. Like, I want you to go get one of these quarterbacks, and I really want it to be Drake May. I don't know. Do you think that you can teach someone to avoid turnovers? I, like, yeah, I think from Josh, college? Yeah. Josh Allen is the perfect case of that. It may take a little bit of experience in, this, in the NFL, but I think you can rein someone in and teach them how to not throw it to the other team. Yeah, I mean, well, Allen still does it a lot, so I don't know that he's the, the perfect but example for of it. when he had Dayball, he was great at uh, not true. doing that. He managed it more. That's true. Let me just fact-check myself on Mahomes at Texas Tech because that was the book on him coming out. He threw 10 interceptions in his final year. He threw 15 the year, but he threw 25 interceptions the last two years of college. So Mahomes turned it over a lot. It was His second year was worse than his final year, his junior year, um, but 25 picks in his final two years. And Mahomes figured it out. So, good, don't draft Mahomes because he turns it over. You'd look like a chump. Uh, anyway, let's get to some picks. For, speaking of chumps, let's get to some picks for tonight in Bet Yeah. Roulette. All right, I'm going to give you a choice. You can either have the money and the hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. You don't f*** around in this place. You got it? Boom, boom. That's it. Gambling. Bet Roulette brought to you by Cars for Kids. Easy way to donate your car. You can donate today. Your car will be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com. Or one eight seven seven cars for kids. That's cars with a K in the number four. I missed on the lightning last night. I had him on the puck line. They lost straight up by a couple of goals. Mego, I don't think you quite covered last night. I was so Mego close. Mego got hooked. I got yeah. hooked. Mm. It was eight and a half. Houston won by eight. Okay. So annoying. So the Cougars let her down. Arkan, you did hit on yours. Yes, I had uh, Lafayette covering uh, eight and a half with Colgate, and Colgate won by like six or something. Okay. I think that so, bit yeah. of good that does anybody when we got the first two wrong. But okay, mm. Mego, why don't you uh, roll? Here I go. Oh, I unplugged my headphones. Watch out for that can of soda. There's six. That's a six. A six. All right. Number six uh, today for Bet Roulette, another very heavy uh, NHL and college basketball day. That's the Islanders and the Penguins going on tonight. Uh, let's call that one a pick them because the puck line uh, odds were really skewed. So let's go pick them there. Islanders and Penguins, Mega. Did you see the, the news that the um – WFAN host made because he called all the Rangers fans fat after they beat <laughs> after they lost 
Or they beat the Islanders. I did not. He was like, all you fat Rangers fans <laughs> puffing your chest walking out. Yeah, I guess. It, was it, was, it was pretty good. I said um, massive Yoshida and Raphael Devours. I didn't get any press out of that. I'll go with Penguins on that pick em. All right. I'll do Mego's it for Mr. Who and his fabulous Penguins jersey. Going with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Jones's role is a four. And uh, number four is another hockey game. That Hang is on. the Devils Hang and on. the Capitals. Hang on. Before you give me that, what yes. she took you took a pick'em or the puck? I thought she took a puck line in there. Uh, no, I made it a pick'em because the puck line was Pits- uh, was way skewed. Pittsburgh straight up. Got it. Okay. Yeah, Pittsburgh ahead. straight up. Uh, we got a puck line for this one, though. Devils minus one and a half at Washington. Uh, the uh, Devils and the Caps. Jones. Yeah. Uh, look, the puck line let me down last night. I'm back on the puck line. New Jersey is going to win by more. Then a goal and a half. The one by at least two goals against Washington. Uh, that's how I'm voting. I'm channeling my... Uh... Oh, why am I blanking on his name? The Devils! What's his name? Putty. Oh, Putty. channeling yeah. my inner uh, David Putty is what I'm doing. As you can see, this is not my face. Yes. Right, uh, Arkend uh, is going to shoot his... Th- oh, Jesus. Man. That, I was going for a bank shot. That legitimately... That, a bank shot off the wall? Now you're, a bank shot's supposed to go off the backboard, not off the wall. He always has does this, and then he has to like get up and walk all the way across the room. Yeah, or just grab Our both. Can. Or grab the whole show is waiting for this. Or grab both dice to start. All right, yeah. that's a five. And that is Make TCU and Texas Tech. Texas Tech uh, giving five and a half to TCU. I'm going to go ahead and take them. Uh, even though they're a ranked team, TCU is not, and that's all I'm basing it on. Texas Tech minus five and a half. Okay, Texas Tech minus five and a half. We got the Devils on the puck line. We have Pittsburgh in a pick'em against the Islanders and their thin fans, not to be confused with the Fat Rangers fans. <laughs> uh, that's our. We got to go find that sound. That's our combo for tonight. Plus six ninety-four. Okay, that's still pretty juicy. Six ninety-four. If you want to follow along, or you know, if you have a brain, maybe go the opposite. Uh, it's Pet Roulette each and every day at this time on Jones and Mega with Arkan here on Weei. We got Keith and Hart. Scheduled to join you here at 6 o'clock. Dial them up, 617-779-7937. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock right here on WEEI. That's you the pumpkin market. The greatest gift when I don't know me. this song. And the card inside would say thank you for <laughs> being a friend. <sighs> I felt like it this was one. Sounds worse every time. It I does somehow. Here. How does it get more sexual? About. I don't. I don't understand. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.